All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Welcome in, Hoop Ballers, to another edition of your Box Score Breakdown Thursday night with first-time host David Bracy and a stellar co-host here. How are you tonight, Chris? I'm doing well, David. Thank you for asking. Awesome. Hope everyone awesome. has a good Christmas, good holiday season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My holiday was pretty good. It was it was pretty short, but uh I can't complain. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. I'm still still off work. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, you're living a good life. I had to go back to work unfortunately, so the grind continues. But um one thing that definitely didn't stop over the holiday was NBA hoops. We had a couple games yesterday. Um 
as I'm sure most of us saw, since there probably wasn't a whole lot going on otherwise. Um, so really quickly, uh, Chris, what were some uh, what were some highlights that kind of stood out to you from yesterday's slate of holiday games? Um, it's good to have uh, good to see Gordon Hayward back. I for a moment there felt I felt like this guy just couldn't catch a break, but good to see him back. He looked good, like content as as usual contribution right across the board that's good to that's good to see um the games were games were pretty good the sixers were lights out from downtown yesterday it was that was pretty crazy and um yeah milwaukee just had no answer there Giannis had a bad shooting game um as far as fantasy goes oh um Golden State. I think um, Damian Lee could be a flyer if anyone want to take a take a shot at him. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I absolutely agree with Damian Lee. Um, very surprisingly, he is showing that he is more than just a relative of Steph Curry. He he is a valuable uh, fantasy contributor. So we'll see how long he can kind of hold on to that. I definitely think with the possibility of the Warriors kind of shutting down bodies later in the season, his value could really spike. So an interesting guy, I think definitely worth the flyer. And of course we saw the battle of LA yesterday. And I mean, that was definitely the game to watch. Uh, LeBron, LeBron really struggled during the game. Um, I think had he maybe played a little bit better, the Lakers could have came out of there with a win, but uh, the same thing could be said about if KCP would have made a couple shots down the stretch, maybe uh, they wouldn't have so many costly turnovers. Um, but really, really fun basketball to watch, and I got to say, I'm really, really excited for the postseason this year. Oh yeah, the the Battle of LA. That's the show on the West Coast this year. That's right. Yeah. Well, the kit to tonight game started off. We're going to start with a showdown on the East Coast between the Wizards and the Pistons. Um, on the Washington side here, not a whole lot. Uh, we know that the Wizards are kind of just cobbling together whatever they can on a night-to-night basis um, with Bertans out of the lineup, with Thomas Bryan out of the lineup, with IT facing that two-game suspension, um, and obviously with John Wall probably currently unsure out for the season. Uh, the Wizards are really, really hurting for production, especially on the offensive end. So tonight Bradley Beal did what he could in 23 minutes, 15 points on 5 of 14 from the field. Uh, didn't make any three-pointers, so that's very surprising considering what you really, really got to deal for. And, I mean, that's definitely his high-volume three-point production. So, strange tonight. Um, did end up leaving the game a little bit early. They said it was just some leg soreness, so maybe a situation to monitor. But for right now, uh, we're going to keep rolling with them. Five of seven from the free-throw line. Had two rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a turnover. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Ish Smith had 22 minutes, nine points on three of 11 from the field. Had a three-pointer. Had two assists, a rebound, and one turnover. Jordan McRae, 15 minutes, 15 points on 5 of 10 from the field. One three-pointer. Uh, had two rebounds, two assists, a turnover, a block. Um, so as far as the Wizards go, there's not a whole lot to discuss. Troy Brown was a guy who was kind of coming on. Um, tonight he kind of came back to reality. 27 minutes, 13 points on 6 of 14 from the field. Six rebounds you like to see, uh, had an assist, chipped in a steal. So a guy who can contribute steals and defensive stats here and there, but 
Um, definitely lately his offensive value is really spiking, so maybe that'll kind of normalize here. But as I said, the Wizards are really going to be hurting for production. Outside of that, not a whole lot to discuss since they're so banged up at this point. Um, are you really seeing anything else with the Wizards? Um, no, like, and the, the, the game was a blowout from, from the onset. So like you said, like they had, they basically had none of their starters outside of Beal. So it, it was no surprise. The game was a blowout. Um, so you have a lot of, uh, bench guys playing big minutes, probably not a whole lot to see there. Yeah. Like there's yeah. um, Jonathan Williams playing his first game for the Wizards, nine points, eight rebounds, but I don't think he'll be playing 32 minutes a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with you. All right, so, what about on the Detroit side? What do you think? Yeah, so on the Detroit side, like I mean, this game is a blowout, so the starters didn't get didn't get heavy minutes, like. Blake only played 26 minutes. Drum, Drummond only played 24 minutes, but both of them double-doubled. Blake with uh, 14 points, 11 rebounds, with four assists and a block to go with all that. And Drummond have 14 and 10, plus a block and three turnovers. The rest of the team, it's pretty balanced attack all across the board with like seven players scoring in double digits. Christian would have a very efficient scoring night, seven of nine with two of four from downtown, scoring 22 points. But hold your horses on Christian Wood. This is, like I said, a blowout. So um, uh, he's likely not going to play this much, this many minutes in a close game. So... Outside of that, um, oh, um, Tim Frazier had had um, 17 points on five of eight, five of eight shooting, and it was five of six from downtown with six assists. He's been playing well the past few games. Like, I think he has three in the past three games. He was in um, he was in the 20s and minutes and was shooting well, but he's shooting you just can't count on. So that regression is coming. So if you want to use him as an assist streamer, you could, but just uh, be ready to drop him when his shooting goes down. And, yeah, I think that's about it. There's, yeah. Uh, yeah. On the, on, on the point guard, on... The point guard from for Detroit, there's also like Bruce Brown and Derek Rose that, that are in play, and both play fairly well today. Bruce Brown was five of six from the field with 12 points, five rebounds, five assists, two steals, and a block. So contributions all across the board. Derek Rose had 15 points on six of 11 shooting, with three of six from downtown, and six assists. So yeah, that's um, I think that's all the notables from the on the Detroit side. Did you? Yeah, I I agree with all your points, um, especially the point about kind of the point guard situation in Detroit. Um, That situation, it's really kind of a Russian roulette. I I I don't really know how to 
determine uh, who's going to be the most valuable guy on a night-in, night-out basis, not even to mention the fact that we still have the outlier of Reggie Jackson coming back in the fold. So, yeah, exactly. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that kind of shapes up, especially depending on where the Pistons find themselves um, in the East with playoff contention. So definitely a situation to monitor, um, but a messy one of that. Yeah. But at least we know um, we – at least we know Canar's uh, out for two weeks or so. So um, that's probably these guys, these three guards, that's going to be splitting those minutes and doing most of the ball handling. Yeah, that's a great point. I agree. All right, on to our second game here between the Knicks and the Nets. We'll start off with the New York Knicks over here. Marcus Morris. Continues his renaissance, 22 points on 8-16 from the field. Had a three-pointer, 5-5 five five from the free throw line, eight rebounds, two assists. No defensive stats, only one turnover. So a very strong line tonight for Marcus Morris. Julius Randle, 35 minutes, 33 points on 14-26 from the field. Had five three-pointers tonight. So definitely unexpected, but you love to see that. Um, actually didn't take any free throw, so that's completely fine. Eight rebounds, two assists, only two turnovers, and no defensive stats. So a really strong line tonight from Julius. Uh, Taj Gibson, for some reason, got 11 minutes, didn't really do a whole lot with them. R.J. Barrett, 24 minutes, only five points on two of ten from the field. Chipped in seven rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, and a steal. Alfred Payton, 31 minutes, 13 points on six of 12 from the field. Had seven rebounds, four assists, a steal, and only one turnover. Peyton, I think, is definitely going to be a guy who will be a very valuable source of assists going forward. It looks like he solidified himself in the starting point guard role for this new-look um, Knicks lineup. So however long this lineup lasts, then um, I definitely think that he's going to be the guy to go to if you're looking for an assist stream or somebody to kind of dig out some value in a late-end sense. So definitely got to keep your eye on. Um, definitely worth an add. Mitchell Robinson, 28 minutes. 10 points on four, six from the field. Uh, two of five from the free throw line is rough. 10 rebounds is pretty good. Had an assist, chipped in two blocks and a steal. So brought the defensive stats tonight. That's what you got them for. So you love to see that. Outside of these guys, not a whole lot to talk about. Damian Dodson got 25 minutes and only scored two points, five rebounds, two assists and a steal. Um, Kevin Knox, 13 minutes, four points. Frank Natilakina, 14 minutes, three points. And Bobby Port is 18 minutes for only two points. So not a whole lot to discuss outside of that core six there, um, being Morris, Randall, uh, Barrett, Peyton, Robinson. And then for that last person, it looks like it's going to kind of be on a wheel between Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis. Um, and if I had to guess another one, probably Kevin Knox for whoever's going to get the kind of most minutes between those guys. Um, you seen anything else on the New York side? No, I agree with you. And, um, yeah, we'll see if um, Peyton solidifies himself as the point guard in New York. But, yeah, that's just a wait-and-see situation. He's been heating up, though. Yeah, so um, should we go, to, go over to Brooklyn side? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so Brooklyn lost by 12 points despite the New York Knicks shooting 40% from the field. Because Brooklyn, as a team, only shot 26.9% from the field. So that tells you what this box score looks like. Um, So Spencer Dinwiddie leading the way with 25 points 
on five of fifteen shooting, which is not that good. And um, <laughs> but he made he <laughs> he made his money on the on the free throw line going. Well, actually, not that great, but he did go. Uh, he did shot seventeen free throws, but only hitting twelve of them. The rest of the team um, coming off the bench, Timothy Lawu Cabros was the only other player in double digits scoring with ten points. So you have Joe Harris shooting three of twelve with eight points, six rebounds. Two assists. Uh, Torian Prince was a horrible one of ten, with just a single three-pointer, five five rebounds, two assists, and a block. Jared Allen played 26 minutes, was 0 for two from the field, four of six from the line, with four points and six rebounds, was stealing a block. Um, Garrett Temple, two of ten from the field. <laughs> Man, this is just ugly to watch. <laughs> rough. It was rough tonight. Very. Yeah. So, I don't know what else to say about this Brooklyn team for tonight's uh, showing. Yeah. yeah. There's there's really not a whole lot to say, honestly, uh, as far as the battle in New York tonight. I mean... Both teams shot it pretty horribly, and Brooklyn definitely won that battle. Unfortunately, they lost the game. Um, we really know Brooklyn's hurting for production, especially on the offensive end with Kyrie out of the lineup. Obviously, with KD out for the season and with Karis LeVert, kind of his return looming. Um, hopefully, Brooklyn can, you know, kind of make it through this storm that they're going through right now and maintain some sense of relevance. And hopefully, Kyrie can come back with some sense of immediacy because. Otherwise, it's looking like this Brooklyn ship is going to be sinking quick, fast, and in a hurry. So we'll see. It's definitely a situation to watch over the next couple of weeks to kind of see how that all unfolds when guys are coming back. And if hopefully in the next couple of weeks, Kyrie Irving gets some kind of target date uh, for a return. So I'll uh, just kind of wait and see there. Yeah. yeah. Still hovering just over 500 at the moment. But without, without Kyrie and Levert, they're just um... – really lacking the offensive punch. So hopefully those guys will come back soon for the sake of Brooklyn. Absolutely. And for the sake of our fantasy teams, because I know that we're hurting without them. I know I am. So <laughs> fingers yeah. crossed. A couple of teams. That's, that's yeah. rough. <laughs> it is rough. All right. Heading into the third game here um, between the Grizzlies and the Thunder. On the Memphis side tonight, uh, might as well start with Triple J. 34 minutes, uh, 20 points on 9-19 from the field. Had two three-pointers, four rebounds, four assists, two steals, three blocks, only one turnover. So, JJJ has really come on as of late, looking really, really strong. I'm a big fan. Love what he's doing. Not much else to say there. Valanchunas, man in the middle, 27 minutes tonight. 21 points on 9-11 from the field. 3-4 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, had an assist, no defensive stats. So, JV, we know he's capable of big offensive numbers when he gets the minutes. Tonight he got the minutes and he was getting the ball, scored it at a very, very high clip, 81% from the field, excellent. So, strong from Valanchunas tonight. Jay Crowder got 25 minutes, only scored 5 points on 2 of 8 from the field, had a 3-pointer, had 10 rebounds, 1 assist, no defensive stats, only 1 turnover. More of a fringy 12-team 12, 12 
kind of guy, I would say. Um, I personally don't trust him, but I mean, if you're really, really desperate, I definitely think, you know, a flyer's not going to hurt you. If he does, you can just drop him, send him right back to where you found him. Uh, Dylan Brooks, 25 minutes, only eight points on two of eight from the field, had a three-pointer, two rebounds, a steal, and two turnovers. John Morant, 26 minutes, 10 points on five and nine from the field, had five rebounds, three assists, and only one turnover. And then Ty Shones, 15 minutes, or I'm sorry, 21 minutes and 15 points on six to seven from the field, had three three pointers, two rebounds, two assists, and two turnovers. So outside of those guys, not a whole lot to talk about. Brandon Clark, 19 minutes tonight, I will say, 13 points on five or six from the field, four rebounds, two assists, two turnovers, a steal, and a block. So again, outside of those guys, we kind of know who everybody is on the Memphis Grizzlies team. Um, we know who they're going to lean on and we know who is going to be a more dependable fantasy option. So uh, take these lines for what you will um, kind of determine value at your own risk when working with the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, do you have any thoughts really? I think we lost Chris. Sorry. Sorry. I was muted. Yes. Um, oh, no so, problem. Um, so yeah, not, um, not much else. Um, how do you see kind of, um, I think the one thing interesting would be how to see how this um, backup point guard situation comes out. Looks like it's just going to be a hot hand thing. Tyus Jones definitely had the hot hand tonight. So uh, the Anthony Melton took the back seat there, but still had was contributing, had nine points, eight rebounds and four assists. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. So on the OKC front, on the OKC front, um, I think overall the the core guys did their job, but it was just the supporting cast was just not there. So SGA had 21 points on eight of 19 shooting although just one of six from downtown. Had three rebounds and one assist and three steals to go with that. Uh, Chris Paul had a very efficient night, scoring 23 points on nine of 15 shooting, two of four from downtown, six rebounds, 11 assists, and three steals. Uh, The man in the middle, Stephen Adams, has 16 points on seven of 10 shooting, two of four from the free throw line, which is on par with his bad free throw shooting, and um, six rebounds and four assists. And coming off the bench, then Schroeder had 32 minutes and was uh, scoring 20 points on eight of 21 shooting and two of seven from downtown. Uh, he had more minutes, and he's playing more minutes tonight because uh, Gallo's out. So um, they're, they're also lacking a big... Big uh, scoring punch there. That's probably why they lost the game. And um, basically, I think, yeah, there's nothing else really. Um, Nerland's Noel, he just doesn't get much touches, but he did make up his line with um, two steals and three blocks. So, yeah, that's that's about it for KC. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, not a whole lot to uh, not a whole lot to really talk about in this game and a couple of the games tonight. There was a couple rock fights tonight, so not a whole lot of uh, 
fantasy value to really deep dive into here. Yeah, not, uh, quite a few blowouts tonight. Absolutely. Well, before we head into our last three games here, with a, looking like the uh, the double overtime thriller in Sacramento just coming to an end here, before we head into our last three, uh, I would be amiss if I didn't talk about my bookie. Um, my bookie is an amazing online service that, bar none, I mean. Best of the best. Are you are you are you a bad man, Chris? Occasionally, but yeah, like I uh, I do plan on getting in on the action because I I've been um, if those of you listen to the Fantasy NBA Today show, you you've heard you probably heard Dan mention that we have a betting podcast coming up, so. I think I might jumping on the action with with the help of those guys. Absolutely, and it's a perfect time to do so. Now is the perfect time. Tomorrow, anytime is the perfect time. And if you're not a basketball person, don't worry. Football's not or basketball's not your thing. Don't even worry about it. We got you covered. My bookie's got it all. Everything from the NBA to the NFL to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, the best promotion, and a very helpful twenty four seven customer service team. Because if there's one thing that I know, it's that if I'm playing around with my money, I want to know that the people who are helping me play around with my money are going to be there when I have questions. Because <laughs> I'm going to have some questions, undoubtedly. So I definitely love the 24-7 customer service. That's huge. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. I mean, who, who doesn't want more money? Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay wagers let you bet multiple games together. And if they all come through, you win big. Boom. Can't beat that. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. And you can bet on it. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars, a grand, up to a grand. That means if you deposit two thousand dollars, you'll get an extra thousand dollars in free money to play with. I like free money. I, I think everybody likes free money. All you have to do is enter our promo code BOXSCORE to activate the offer. Again, that promo code is BOXSCORE, B-O-X-S-C-O-R-E, BOXSCORE, to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. All right, heading into the battle in Texas tonight, we had the Spurs taking on the Luka Doncic-led Mavericks in his return tonight. But we're going to start on the San Antonio side of things here. Uh, and we'll start with an oldie but a goodie. LaMarcus Aldridge, 30 minutes tonight, 17 points on 7-13 from the field, 7 rebounds, had an assist, had a steal, had two blocks and only one turnover. Uh, L.A. has been really strong this season. Um, remains to be seen what's going to happen with the Spurs, especially uh, since we are now past that December 15th period and everybody's kind of able to be traded. So we'll see what happens between now and the trade deadline. I think that there's definitely going to be some moves and some shakeups here. L.A. may be on the move. Maybe DeMar may be. But if not, I think LaMarcus is definitely going to be a very valuable guy going forward, regardless of circumstance and situation. So liking his production this season. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, 34 minutes, 21 points on 8 of 15 from the field, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, and 2 turnovers. 
Trey Lyles got started center tonight, 21 minutes, only five points, uh, five rebounds, one assist, no defensive stats. Deontay Murray got the minutes share tonight, 26 for him, um, but only four points on two of seven from the field, had three rebounds, two assists, three steals, but three turnovers. So not a whole lot from Deontay tonight, minus the defensive stats. Brent Forbes, 24 minutes, seven points on three of seven from the field. No three-pointers from Forbes tonight, so that's unfortunate. Four rebounds and a turnover. And then Derek White got the 24 minutes between the split with Murray. Ten points on four of ten from the field. Four rebounds, six assists, a turnover, and a block. Um, Really the strong line of tonight was from Rudy Gay. Uh, As we all know, Rudy Gay isn't necessarily somebody who you can consistently count on, but he will have these nights where he returns to form. Uh, 26 minutes. 18 points on 7 of 10 from the field, had four three-pointers, eight rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks, and only one turnover. So, as I said, really strong line tonight from Rudy Gay, but not something that I think that you can consistently uh, count to depend on. So, take that for what you will. Um, anything else you're really seeing on this side of the ball, Chris? No, I think you pretty much covered it, um, Murray cooled off after five straight games in double digits. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I think you you got it. So um, let's jump over to the Dallas from where we celebrate the comeback of Luka Doncic. He came back and almost triple-doubled with uh, 24 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists on 9 of 23 shooting, one of six from downtown, some rust to be expected there, but he got the run. There's no minutes restriction, so those uh, Luca owners out there, feel free to roll him out. He's gonna, he, he's right back at it. And um, that's uh, take a look at the rest of Dallas. Um, Porzingis didn't have a good shooting night. Uh, only 13 points on four 15 shooting, but. He did shoot uh, three of eight from downtown and had eight rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a block. Dorian's finish Smith started at the other forward spot, had 13 points on five of six shooting with three three-pointers, six rebounds, and a block. Um, watching the game, Dwight Powell got a few easy ones with uh, lobs from Doncic, so had 11 points on 4 of 9 shooting with 7 rebounds, a steal and a block to go with that. Uh, THJ, Team Hardaway Jr. scored 17 points on 7 of 14 shooting. His um, history continues um, with uh, 3 of 6 from downtown, 3 rebounds and no defensive stats as usual. Um, uh, coming off the bench, we have uh, Maxi Kleba, who played 31 minutes, only scoring six points on 207 shooting, but did have 12 rebounds and a steal to go with the six points. DeLon Wright had a pretty good efficient shooting night, 5 of 11 for 12 points there with five rebounds and four assists. Seth Curry just didn't get any, couldn't get anything going. At zeros, zero points, zero rebounds, was just one assist. And um, 
yeah, you can, those uh, people that were writing on Jalen Brunson, you can say goodbye. He is done uh, playing only 30 and a half minutes with three, six points. So um, I think um, with Doncic back, Dallas is back to basically how they've been playing all season with Doncic probably taking most of the shots and um, Porzingis will get his numbers. And uh, I think the wing situation with Hardaway, Wright, and Curry would just be like a hot hand thing. With uh, you just won't be able to count on any of them. Uh, any any takes from you, David? Uh, no, I think you made a great point about Brunson. I mean, anybody who was kind of hoping that there would be value there with Luca coming back. Um, I think that it's safe to say that that's not going to be the case. Uh, Wright has definitely been kind of a fringy guy all year. He's been dropped. He's been added. Uh, he's been held. So uh, I think after that game, um, if you were holding on to him still, I mean, there's definitely no reason to drop him. Um, but I'm definitely not convinced. I don't think he's somebody who I'd be running to go at. Because um, I, I just think any time that Lucas good and ready to go that – He's going to be the guy, and there's not going to be a whole lot of uh, there's not going to be a whole lot of opportunity for the rest of the guards there. So, I guess we'll just kind of wait and see. Um, all right, going into the next game, uh, Portland and Utah had a high scoring game tonight. The Trailblazers ended up be, or ended up losing to the Jazz, one fifteen to one twenty one. On the Portland side of the ball, we had some big minutes tonight from Damian Lillard, 37 minutes, 34 points on 10 of 21 from the field, had seven three-pointers, four rebounds, eight assists, and only one turnover. Um, I mean, this guy is, I mean, he's incredible. We, we know who Damian Lillard is. I don't have to explain. Uh, CJ McCollum, 38 minutes, 25 points on 10 of 23 from the field, three three-pointers, four rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Hassan Whiteside, 21 minutes, only eight points tonight on three or five from the field. Um, six rebounds, one assist, and only one block. Carmelo Anthony, 37 minutes tonight. Whoa, 12 points on five and 13 from the field. Had one three-pointer, seven rebounds, one steal, and three turnovers. Uh, Kim Bazemore, 23 minutes, six points on two of seven from the field. Had two three-pointers, five rebounds a steal, and three turnovers. And then Anthony Simon, 28 minutes, 15 points on seven and nine from the field, had a three-pointer, had 10 rebounds, <clears throat> no defensive stats, and a turnover. So those are really going to be the guys worth discussing, the guys worth monitoring. Uh, the BCA did have 26 minutes, 10 points tonight, seven rebounds, uh, <clears throat> three assists, and no defensive stats. But, again, I think those are going to be the main guys you want to keep an eye on. Hassan Whiteside, as we know, has been – a huge value where he was drafted. I think right now the guy's sitting somewhere inside of the top 20, uh, maybe even the top 15. So really, really strong this season. Um, quiet tonight, but again, I think that that's probably going to be more matchup-based. Rudy Gobert is a monster down low, and that's no joke. We all know that, so I'm sure that that affected production. Um, big minute totals, I said tonight, from Melo, from CJ, from Dame. We know that they're going to be leaning on those guys hard. They're going to be leaning on Bays more hard, especially since Rodney Hood went down. So the Portland Trailblazers, kind of a whole lot there, but not a whole lot of value. Um, so, as I said, we know the guys that we want to have. So, 
any other thoughts really about the uh, Trailblazers? Um, um, yeah, like um, actually, this game, like looking at the box, uh, looking at the final score, it might not does does not tell the how the the game actually went. Portland attempted a comeback but couldn't pull it off, scoring. Uh, outscoring Utah 39 to 25 in the fourth quarter, and um, McCollum ended up with 25 points. But I believe he went into the fourth quarter in the low double digits, so he did most of that damage in the fourth quarter. Same with uh, Anthony Simons; those two were uh, were leading this comeback for Portland. Yeah, so yeah, those like you said, those are the main guys, and this was uh, pretty exciting to watch that kind of come back uh, at the fourth in the fourth quarter in this game. Um, now let's get to the Utah side. This is a great game by Utah, except in the fourth quarter where things kind of cool down a bit, but they did hold on to the to the lead and pull out the win. Um, Joe Ingles started red hot, like scoring. I think he had he was four for four from downtown in the first seven minutes of the game, and ended up with uh, 26 points on 10 of 15 shooting, six of 10 from downtown with five rebounds and forces. He continues to stay hot and is a must start while Mike Conley is out. And um, the other guy taking care of the scoring load is Donovan Mitchell with. 35 points on 12 of 19, very efficient shooting, 3 of 6 from downtown, 8 of 11 from 3 throw line, with uh, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, no defensive stats. Rudy Gobert in the middle was 7 of 7, didn't miss a shot, but only 2 of 6 from the free throw line. But he did have 16 points and 15 rebounds, plus a block. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich did his damage on the scoring front although the shooting isn't really there tonight but he he was aggressive throughout the game uh, only 5 of 15 and 1 of 7 from threes and uh, have 4 rebounds assist and, and a steal Royce O'Neal was, uh, had 8 points on 3 of 4 shooting 2 3 pointers, 7 rebounds and 4 assists, kind of the glue guy in this for this crew. Um, the new addition, Jordan Clarkson, was out there chucking, had nine points on four of 12 shooting. And outside of those guys, um, yeah, not, not much more there. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier got some run at backup point guard, but Ingles and Mitchell basically took up all the minutes there, so he only got 15 minutes of run. So yeah, that, that that's it. Um, did you have anything else to add on the Utah side? Um, the only other thing I would say is that it definitely looks like, to your point, um, Joe Ingles is going to be really, really strong. Uh, I think possibly even to finish out the season because with some of the most recent roster additions made by Utah, um, I'm really wondering what the whole situation is with Mike Connolly and unfortunately for owners of Mike Connolly, it might be a situation where you end up just having to cut bait entirely, which is going to be truthfully unfortunate. But 
at, at this point, I just I really don't see how he can have any real semblance of trade value. Um, so it's, that's just it, that's a rough situation. Uh, it's really, really unfortunate. We know the guy Mike Conley can be when he's healthy and in the lineup. So this is just definitely a devastating situation um, and a really, really unfortunate return on investment, um, both for the Utah Jazz and for any fantasy owners who drafted him. So. Yeah, I'm feeling the pain there. I have Conley on two of my teams, and I believe on one of them, I actually, I actually went out and acquired him, thinking that he will figure it out. But at this point in the season, uh, uh, it's looking like it just might not work out. And um, Ingles and Gobert definitely is showing the that chemistry there, which um. Conley has yet to develop with the big man, so yeah, like um, yeah, it's it's um, I don't know if I'm ready to cut pay just yet, given how much I've put into it, but it's definitely rough. No, I completely understand, and I definitely wouldn't be eager to cut bait if I was a Mike Conley owner. I just think that, unfortunately, if you're not able to kind of finagle some kind of trade at this point um it, it really might be it really might end up just uh kind of being an abandoned ship type situation but the season still has some time to go and we still have many weeks left in most of our fantasy season so hopefully he can return and at least provide us some value for some some portion of the remainder of the season um but we'll see all right yeah, and then the, the last fun. game the night oh yeah go ahead chris yeah, like um, so. Um, if you're staying afloat without contribution from Conley, then just sit tight, like I am, just holding, hoping for one last <laughs> bit of hope. But like my teams are staying afloat without his contribution, so I can afford to do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely, and I I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of of the wait and see. Um, and I'm a big fan of the buy low. So I definitely don't blame you for trying to take advantage of what seemed like an opportune buy low situation. Um, Cause that's just a risk we want we, that we run with uh, buy lows and sell highs, you know, it's a gamble. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. No pain, no gain. That's right. You got to risk it for the biscuit. That's what they say. Yeah. All right. Heading into the last game tonight between the, Timberwolves and the Kings, a double overtime victory by the T-Wolves without Carl Anthony Towns. So let's start in Minnesota. Robert Covington got 39 minutes tonight, 19 points on 8 of 19 from the field, had two three-pointers, eight rebounds, and assists, and two blocks. So no steals tonight from Rocco, but love to see the blocks. Uh, Gorgie Jang, been really, really strong in the fill-in starter. 40 minutes tonight, 21 points on 7 of 13 from the field, had three three-pointers, four of four from the free throw line, 15 rebounds, two steals and a block. I mean, excellent. The guy's been crushing it, like I said, filling in for Towns. And, I mean, as much as we love to see Towns come back, you really hate to see Gorgie go because you know how productive that he can be when given the opportunity. Um, but all that will disappear, as I said, when Towns returns. Wiggins, 43 minutes tonight, 18 points on 4 of 19 from the field, had two three-pointers, 10 rebounds, seven assists, and three turnovers. So Wiggins continues his strong play. Napier started a point guard tonight, 21 minutes, two points on only one of seven from the field, three rebounds, nine assists, two steals, two turnovers. 
Uh, even though Napier got the start, T got the minutes, 36 minutes off the bench, 15 points of 5 of 17 from the field, 4 4 from the three point from the free throw line, had one three pointer, <clears throat> had six rebounds, three assists, and a block, um, no steals, and four turnovers. So high turnovers tonight from Teague, but contributed kind of across the board there. And then the other starter, Trevion Graham at small forward, got 39 minutes, nine points on three or six from the field, had a three-pointer, two or two from the free throw line, five rebounds, no defensive stats, and no turnovers. So really the guys that I said worth mentioning, Wiggins, Yang, Covington. Um, and then right now it's kind of an interesting situation between Napier and Jeff Teague. Uh, at one point in time it looked like Culver was trying to fight his way into a minute share. Uh, in that point guard situation, but it looks like he's really fallen back, uh, back to the back of the line there. Only 14 minutes tonight with five points on two of seven from the field, two rebounds, um, <clears throat> two steals, you no know, turnovers, but really been struggling from the free throw line, been struggling heavy from the field. I mean, just been struggling all over the place from a percentage basis, and it's not looking like he's going to be the guy they're rolling with. So we will see what the situation kind of materializes as between Teague and Napier. Um, I personally think that I'd rather have Teague uh, just because I feel like I kind of know what I'm going to get more, but given the injury concern and the history of him kind of being in and out of the lineup, depending on where the T-Wolves head in the playoff race, Napier could be very, very valuable in the season. So as I said, situation to monitor. Um, any thoughts uh, from you, Chris, about the T-Wolves? No, I think you pretty much covered it, and I totally agree with you on the point guard situation. Yeah, Culver just couldn't quite get his footing in the in there. They did try him for a bit, but um, definitely looking like Minnesota is going to go with this um, playing Teague off the bench, but I think he will still get um, more minutes. And Napier, so I agree with you. He would be the guy to own if you were to own a point guard from Minnesota. Now on to the Sacramento side, who cuffed up the game in the fourth quarter and the two overtime. Um, so um, Rashawn Holmes. 20 points on 9 of 15 shooting with a career-high 18 rebounds. With 8 offensive rebounds. He was really active on the glass. Lots of putback. And uh, he also chipped in with 3 assists. Had 2 steals and 2 blocks. Just contribution right across the board. This guy is has been a, like the pickup of the year, I think. Yeah, like uh, whoever picked them up must be smiling from year to year. And um, uh, unfortunately for uh, De'Aaron Fox, he only had two points because he had back spasm two minutes into the game. So um, for, for the rest of the Sacramento crew, Marvin Bagley also got hurt in the third quarter. So he only had 19 minutes, but it was a very effective 19 minutes, scoring 18 points on 6 of 10 shooting. Nothing from downtown, but 6 of 7 from the line with 4 rebounds and a steal. He, I believe he tweaked his left foot in the third quarter, and um, I think 
we should get a diagnosis probably tomorrow and then we'll see how much time he missed there or if he has to miss any and same goes with same with fox and uh budley healed the other backcourt there had 17 points but but also only on six of 20 shooting he was three of 11 from downtown was really struggling but he did hit a three to tie the game and send the game into double overtime and uh harrison barnes was just horrible from the field two of 12 uh, two of four from three-point range and five of six from the line. Had 11 points and 10 rebounds plus one assist. And um, we welcome back Bogdan Bogdanovich with 19 points, but his shooting was also very much off. Eight of 28 from the field, three of 16 from three-point line. And chipped in with seven rebounds, two assists, a steal, and three block. And uh, maybe two other players of note here is Corey Joseph, who played almost 40 minutes, had 10 points, six rebounds, and seven assists. I think he will get some run if Fox has to sit out. And um, Trevor Ariza also played 33 minutes. But nothing to show for it on the scoring front. Zero points. With, but he did grab 11 rebounds and have three assists and one steal. Uh, Bielitsa only had 16 minutes, despite the fact that um, Bagley had to miss the fourth quarter, portions of the third quarter, and basically the rest of the game. He only played 16 minutes, so um, I think we have some kind of a resolution on that Sacramento front court and Bielitsa would be the guy to cut, provided that Bagley's injury is minor. So we don't, again, we don't have any resolution on that front yet, so we'll have to wait for more news to um, render a cut on Bielitsa. If Bagley is forced to miss time, Bielitsa will get quite a bit of run and he will provide fantasy stats. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's it. Any any takes you on the Sacramento side from you, David? Um. Yeah. To your point, you know, you definitely hate to see all the injuries kind of piling back up for the Kings again. Um, but on the bright side, like you said, I mean, Rashawn Holmes definitely looking like, I mean, if not the pickup of the year, definitely one of the pickups of the year. I mean, the guy's been incredible. He's been absolutely crushing it. And I definitely think with De'Aaron Fox possibly falling out of the lineup for an extended period of time, um, or possibly the same with Bagley, that we can definitely expect to see Buddy Heal continue to chuck and probably chuck even a little bit more. I mean, 20, 20 attempts tonight is absolutely, I mean, right in line with where he's at and 11 three-pointers being I mean, 11 three-point attempts of the 20. I mean, that definitely falls in line, too. So I think that volume is going to increase. Um, I think Bogdanovich is definitely going to be seeing a lot more minutes, a lot more opportunity, especially if Darren's out of the lineup, because while Corey Fox would – or I'm sorry, <clears throat> while Corey Joseph will definitely get the burn at point guard, we know that he's just not really um, not really a scorer. He's definitely more of a pass-first point guard. Um, so I think that they're going to rely heavily on Bogdanovich and he'll – as primary playmaker, should Fox fall out of the 
lineup for an extended period of time, but that remains to be seen. And let's just hope that for once, you know, the Kings can cobble it all together for an extended period of time, because when they have all their guys on the floor, they have a lot of potential and they are, they're, they're a very, very talented team. So I'm curious to see kind of where they head over the next couple of years. And I'm sure many of us are. So, yeah, well, um, that that was our last game for the night. So that will kind of close it out before we get out of here tonight. Um, just want to thank all the listeners for tuning in for another edition of Box Score Breakdown on Thursdays. Um, I'm David. This has been Chris. Chris, where can the people uh, get a hold of you with all their fantasy questions? Uh, they can hit me up with their questions on Twitter at cmanubc. That's my Twitter handle, so feel free to drop me any questions, and I'll be happy to answer them. How about you, David? Awesome. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, there's no place like Twitter. That's what they say, right? So hit me up on Twitter at DFB underscore three with all your fantasy gems, questions, uh, trades, whatever you got. Hit me up. I will be up and ready to answer. Uh, Chris, where can the people tune in and hear you next on HoopBall? Are you working on anything? Got any projects, articles coming out? Uh, no, like no articles for me. I'm mostly on the premium show. So if you if you're one of our premium subscribers, you'll find me on the Wednesday show mostly. And if you're not a premium subscriber, don't miss out. Come join us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, catch me next Tuesday uh, when me and Hank team up to tackle another box score. And then catch me again on Thursday, possibly with Chris again, uh, bringing you that Thursday box score breakdown. From everybody here at HoopBall, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. See ya. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.